When you think startups, you think mostly of the success stories selling for billions of dollars. We don't see their previous failures, the blood, sweat and tears, and the mistakes along the journey. So what errors can be avoided during this roller coaster process? From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Starting a business is no easy feat. Starting multiple businesses, well, that's just madness. Or colloquially known as entrepreneurship. There's not a lot of money to be made, upfront at least, but lots to be spent. You mustn't be particularly fond of sleep, and you've got to hustle. The need to create, innovate, and build is instinctive, but won't always equate to success. In fact, the failure rate of startups is staggeringly high. Tara Shelton has proven to be a successful entrepreneur. With a strong creative streak, she was doing kids' parties from a young age, chomping at the bit to turn 16 and start earning real money at a local coffee shop. She's built many businesses since, in London and Australia. One in particular is called Dream & Do, a creative agency helping startups business visionaries and entrepreneurs develop their brand communications. Be it through her own experiences or those of her clients, Tara understands the pitfalls that can trap an unsuspecting founder. She refers to them as the seven deadly sins that entrepreneurs keep making but need to avoid. First, I ask Tara, with all the risks associated around startups, why choose to work solely with entrepreneurs? Being really creative and I like to move quickly and I also love helping people, startups were my perfect choice to offer what I know. I love working with people that are chasing their dreams and also are brave enough to back themselves. So I love to bring my knowledge to these people and make a real impact at changing their life. Tara, along your journey, you found seven mistakes that entrepreneurs keep making, but that can be avoided. You refer to them as the seven deadly sins. The first being not considering market costs when pricing. Tell us a bit about this one. This is super important. Very basics of starting a business is you work out your cost of goods sold. You can add that up and then work out the market price. Often you want to double it three times if you can get more margin. Great. What they don't factor into their cost of goods sold is their marketing cost to acquire a customer. So these days, most likely you're going to go out online to try and find new customers and that is expensive. So say I got my cost of goods to $30 and I plan on selling it for $60, you need to allow between $15 to $65 to acquire a new customer. So of course, you've got $30 profit in there. Then if you add another $15, $30, you're breaking even. You've really got to be prepared for that. And I just don't think people realize how expensive Facebook marketing is. It can be super powerful, but you need a lot of margin. The second deadly sin you say is directing traffic to a terrible website. If you're getting people to your website and it doesn't look the part, it doesn't work hard at selling the one thing that you are aiming that customer to do, then yeah, it's plain waste of money. So if you are 
selling a product, I definitely suggest going Shopify because a lot of the themes have a lot of core principles already inbuilt. So checkout process, product pages. So just don't overthink things there and just go with the template. And then if you're selling a service, go with the Squarespace template. And then what you want to do on top is spend money on branding and photography. And then also a writer if you're not talented at that. So just getting that communication really clear, really concise, and then, yeah, looking the part and wowing people with your imagery. So what's the third deadly sin, Tara? The third deadly sin is setting and forgetting. So if you think you are just going to design this product, put it out there and then work really hard at marketing it, you're wrong. You always need to keep reinventing your product. So there's a thing called an MVP, which is a minimum viable product. That's your first iteration of a product. But equally on the same timeline as you're marketing that product, you're listening to customer feedback and you're changing it all the time. So you're designing a product, making it and sell it and redesigning a product, making it and sell it and redesigning and making it and sell it. So it's a constant cycle. Now, fourth, you warn against an over-reliance on social media for inspiration. Why? Mm -hmm. And where else should people be going to get inspiration? Yeah. So it's so easy to be inspired these days by Instagram. In fact, it can be so overwhelming at how inspiring it is. (laughs) Um, And then not to mention Pinterest. When I had a design agency of a whole team, people were not allowed to go on Pinterest. If you're trying to design something for a startup, you need to stand out. Everyone needs to stand up. Be inspired by social media, definitely. But I would suggest looking at industries that aren't your own. So for example, if you're selling, let's just say plants, what I often do is I'll go into a news agent and I'll buy magazines, but I won't buy gardening magazines. I'll buy fashion magazines. I'll buy travel magazines. I'll buy architecture magazines. I'll buy science. And then I look at how they're marketing or what they're talking about. And then I cross pollinate ideas. Mm. So this is how I often try and look for inspiration. That's just not quite simple. Google images, Instagram and Pinterest because Mm. algorithm are also killing our creativity as well. Once the computer knows you like something, they're going to keep showing you the same thing. So it's very hard for you to think differently. Now, as founder or CEO, you say not paying yourself is the fifth deadly sin to be avoided. Mm -hmm. But if there's not much money, what do you do? Well, it sounds really harsh, but I think it's true and I'm going to be brave and say it. If there's not enough money, sorry, you don't have a business. You need to be able to pay yourself. And I believe that You need to be able to pay yourself fairly quickly. Give yourself maybe a year or two or six months or whatever it is you feel comfortable not being paid. Mm. And I think a lot of people, they'll pay everyone else to grow their business, but then they get so run down and they get so depressed. And I'm speaking from experience here. (laughs) And actually, you're working the hardest. You're the one without holidays. You're the one innovating. You're the one bearing all the risk. So... I think you really must find a way to have a business to pay yourself first. Now, the sixth sin is one that you see all the time, founders or CEOs believing that they're entitled to success. Why is this so dangerous? Unfortunately, because we are so 
connected these days, we are able to see all of these success stories. But what we must realize is that these success stories are few and far between, and that's why there are heroes. But also the heroes are the survivors in business. They're the ones that didn't give up. Often if you look at these people who have listed or they've created these huge super brands, if you read or study their story, they've failed a million times over. It's dangerous for people to think that they deserve success quickly because it's not true. So we are often very impatient and definitely I am. The days are slow, but the years go quick. You just can't think that when you're starting a business that you deserve success and you need to be prepared that it might not be the first idea that takes off. It could be the 10th, 15th idea, but the key is to never give up. And Tara, the seventh deadly sin you say is not being naive when forming a partnership. What do you mean by this? Yeah, so I think it's naive to just jump in with somebody that you know or don't know and don't have all of your ducks in a row when it comes to legals. And I'm a very optimistic person. However, I think you need to be very skeptical and very pessimistic when forming a business partnership. I think you need to absolutely hope for the best and plan for the worst. So you need to have those conversations that if we don't agree, what happens? If you want to leave because life takes you in another place, what happens? Who should have a bigger share? If it's even, how do we resolve disputes? And more often than not, if someone leaves, then there needs to be a buyout. So you need to have enough money to buy the other person out. And often what will happen is that it's just at this standstill and then the business flatlines. So I've seen so many businesses fail from partnerships. They were just too optimistic in the beginning. Also, just make sure your values are aligned. What are you prepared to say no to? What are you prepared to say yes to? You can talk about these things and you can butter each other up and you can say, yeah, mate, I've got your back, but you need to have it in writing. You will need that document more than ever to protect you. And finally, Tara, you actually have an eighth deadly sin for good measure. What is it? Thinking your staff are friends. (laughs) Entrepreneurship can be very lonely. So when you hire people, it feels like your first friend at school. It feels amazing to share your journey (laughs) with someone have meetings, have coffees, get opinions on things. And also probably you worked in corporate before and had some pretty crappy bosses. So you're determined to be a really, really good boss, a compassionate leader. I know I was. However, there's this fine line that you need to walk. If you're too compassionate, if you're too friendly, then people will forget their professionalism, sadly, And I've been taken advantage of before and it just doesn't feel nice. So I think you need to realize pretty early on that you're hiring someone to do a job. You can absolutely carry your values through and treat people how you would like to be treated yourself. But at the end of the day, you're hiring professionals, not friends. You don't pay your friends. One quote that I say over and over and over is the hard conversations and the hard decisions that define a leader. So often you will get on with someone in your business, they'll be your right-hand man or woman, and then they'll stuff up. Now you need to be brave to have that hard conversation with them. Someone that you love and adore, you need to give them the hard word. And that is what will define you as a leader. So 
Keep the people drama for Netflix and out of your business. That was Dream and Do creative director and founder Tara Shelton. Find out more about Dream and Do at the link in the show notes of this episode. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more B Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel.